Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is all about what happens when you raise your vibration, you start to understand more about who you truly are, and you have these natural abilities that start to come online. I won't give away any more because it's really an interesting call how it weaves together with all the questions, and I think you're really going to enjoy this one. So the idea here, though, is how do you raise your vibration? Well, you're all in uh, the stage or a process of awakening right now. That's why you're listening to this podcast. The only way you could have found this podcast is because you're awakening. And that means you're coming to understand that who you thought you were is not truly who you are. And who you are is so much more than what you thought. And this is a very interesting process to go through. Because when you start to see yourself from a higher perspective and understand more about who you are, your reality changes. And in that change, which is always really interesting and enjoyable and you know there's some limiting beliefs that will come up of course but you'll have manifestation events but all this is leading towards the understanding of who you are at a deeper level and so you'll start to have these new experiences and new people come into your life and uh, things will get easier because you're not so much in resistance but in order to raise your vibration you got to do something so you you are doing something now by listening to the podcast, and maybe you've read Joshua books or uh, watched videos or something like that, and that's passive, which is great, but to really activate this, you have to do some kind of active thing, and so we have the Ascension experience, so you could join that, and that really will supercharge this process of awakening. There's also a seven-day course if you wanted to start you know, more slowly. You can do that by yourself, um, and that has the manifestation event form in there and uh, all the meditations and things like that. So check that out at theteachingsofjoshua.com. If you want to talk about the Ascension experience uh, or anything else, uh, it's great if we get together and have a quick chat, and I'll explain this whole process in detail to you. It's really fun for me to do. I really enjoy connecting to all of you uh, on a personal level. So uh, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, and I'll send you a link to my calendar, and you can choose a time that works for you. And then uh, we'll record the, the episode or the uh, conversation, and you'll have that to listen to later. And there's a lot of great stuff in there because I have this talent that, or this ability that I've always had. I didn't really realize what it was, but I can see more of who you really are than you can. And so I can give you insights about where you are in your journey and what your talents are and, and uh, stuff like that. So it's really helpful for a lot of people and it's really enjoyable it's a lot of it's a really fun conversation so i uh hope that you'll reach out to me and push past your fear and we'll have a conversation and if you just want to do the course on your own you can do that uh it's on the website the teachings of joshua.com plus the uh a perception of reality audiobook is there now too and so you can download that as well all right without any further ado let's get started we are thrilled to be here Hi. We'd like you to imagine a power plant, and the source of that power is source itself, and that there are lines running away from that power plant in all directions, and then each of you are a hub within that power plant, within that grid, and each of you are connecting to all the people you know and all the people you'll influence and all the people you'll connect with, and whatever messages you're inspired to share will connect to others and they will become hubs themselves and they will spread out along this grid worldwide connecting all people. And eventually every human on earth will be connected to this grid of source consciously. Now we have to let you know that this grid already exists and you are just playing your role as you are playing with this information and listening to these teachings and discovering for yourself who you truly are and the power that you really have. 
as you become aware of who you are, you create your own hub, which has its own spokes coming out from the hub. And those spokes are getting clearer and connecting to other people who were one day become hubs as well. But this network is already in place and you're just discovering it now and you're discovering what your role is. And you're discovering how it feels to have source consciousness flowing through you rather than the fear consciousness that you might have been used to in the past. As you are raising your vibration and thinking yourself in higher terms and believing that you have more abilities or more talents, more attributes, uh, more emotional sensitivity, when your thoughts are now not really about yourself so much or what you lack, but more about the possibility and the potential and what you have to offer and what your soul's purpose is and what your journey of self-discovery is. As you're moving along, clearing off all the past limiting beliefs and discovering new things and creating more empowering beliefs and thinking of yourself and everyone else as equal, well, you're building this community without even knowing what you're doing. And you may say, well, there's other people here who obviously are doing things like that, but I'm not doing anything like that. And we want you to know that every time you're allowing source consciousness to come through you, you're receiving words and ideas to talk to other people about and to connect with other people and to investigate other things and to be moved by that inspiration along your personal journey of self-discovery. But it's not just for your benefit, it's for the benefit of all, of all mankind, of all mass consciousness, of all past and future. It's all coming together now because you have more opportunities, there's more technology, you're living in a more free and abundant society, you're considering less about what you personally think you lack and more about what is to be experienced. You're not thinking about things and possessions and what Western society thinks is good and right. You're thinking beyond that to new ideas and, and radical new ways of being. And this radical new way of being is the new approach to life. This is the approach to life of love and acceptance and it perfectly aligns with who you are and you realize that at some form. But you don't really have any examples of this and so what you can do is play around with some of these ideas but still be manipulated by events going on outside you that you think are important or that are wrong in some way or should not happen. And what we want you to do is to take a broader view of all the events that are happening around the world, all the events that are happening in your life, all the manifestation events that are going on, and realize it's just moving you towards greater clarity and understanding. That's all that's happening here. Are you getting the big picture? Are you seeing things differently? Are you choosing to look at things from a higher perspective? Are you meditating and are you thinking about the thoughts that you're receiving? Are you realizing you're far more than you ever thought you were? Are you realizing that everyone is far more than they thought they were and that those living in fear just can't see it and until they get out of the fear till they've had enough exploration in the fear they won't be able to see it but there are more and more and more of you who are coming online who are realizing that the fear has always been an illusion it's never been real and you'll find yourselves within institutions and structures that have been created out of this fear and you might feel odd within those structures it might not seem to you as if this is the way that this business should be done or this school should be done or this government body should be handled. It may not seem to you that this aligns with how you know the universe works. And so you'll be thinking of these things in a new way. And we want you to know that no action is necessary, that if you're not inspired to do anything, there's nothing to be done. But just because you're thinking in a new way, well, this adds to the consciousness of humanity 
And it becomes available now to others who might start thinking in a new way as well. And this is how you're connecting, not with actually physical connection all the time. Well, that's certainly part of it, but with the connection that's created in the mass consciousness through your thoughts. Because once you think a thought, that thought becomes available to all humans. If they reach that vibration, they can receive that exact same thought. You will know soon enough that there is far more going telepathically than you ever could imagine before. You'll start seeing examples of this. You'll start seeing TV shows about this. You'll start noticing other people who have these talents and abilities. And you'll say, oh, they're special or they're different. And we want to assure you that it is not different at all. And it is not strange. It is not special. Each and every one of you has some ability that you brought in with you that you are not clear on yet. But as you do the work, as you meditate, as you do a daily spiritual practice, as you engage in a course, as you think more about who you truly are from a non-physical perspective and less about who you think you are from a physical perspective, these talents and attributes will start to come online. They'll start to make sense to you. You'll start to get inklings of them, things that you had no clue about before that you had no way of knowing about before will start to happen. And in the beginning, you'll doubt it and you'll think, oh, I'm just making this up. But if you play with these things, they'll start to develop. You didn't have your senses of sight and sound and taste and touch and smell perfectly developed when you were born. You leaned into those things and you had plenty of examples of others who could see and taste and touch and smell and all these things. And you realized that these were natural abilities. Well, you will soon start to realize that you have specific empathic abilities yourself and that these abilities will naturally come online when you rise above the fear, when you rise above the illusion, and when you recognize yourself for who you truly are. You are all pure, positive beings, limitless and magnificent, eternal beings of love. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Hi, Joshua. Hi, I'm Navina. Navina. Okay. Hi, how are you? Excellent. Last week, I attended a live workshop with Bashar, channeled by Daryl Anka, and they asked if you wanted to um, enter this lottery to have a free one-on-one, -on -one. and I won. I was one of the people who won that lottery. So tomorrow night, I have a chance to ask him some questions I would love to you know, talk with them about. My question today is that I have these, you know, Abraham Hicks and, and the Joshua teachings and Bashar, and they're very much in the same area. And I'm going to India soon and I'm making some workshops. I want to blend my own my own approach or my own talent or my with these teachings. And I want to be able to, you know, make it, palatable to people of different levels and my question is just sort of how to, how I might approach um, blending these wonderful vibrational teachers because India has a very long tradition of um, you know the teacher student and the student is not at the same level as the teacher I don't know I just want to do a good job you know we would say that that's a faulty perception okay that the teacher and the student exist at different levels. We would not be here without you. Yes. We would not be in existence without all of you. We would have nothing to say if it wasn't for the questions that you're asking. Yes. You bring forth the answers through your asking. We are just the vessel by which source flows 
to bring you answers that you're asking for from our perspective. We don't modify any of this to make it palatable for you. We don't make it more general or less general, more specific, less specific, more scientific, less scientific, so that you will understand it. All we do are use words that you're familiar with in a way that makes sense to us, and then you figure it out from there. You see, it's up to the student to decide what anything means. There is no learning until the student has a desire for it and then has a ability to push past their perception of it that's based on whatever their mental construct is, to endeavor or to dig a little deeper so that it makes sense for them. Because who you meet up with will always have a vibrational signal within them that matches the signal that you have. You are the offerer and they are the receiver from that perspective, but in truth, all you're doing is flowing source intelligence through you in any way that you're inspired without an attachment to the outcome. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't care if there was one of you or a million of you listening to this right now. It doesn't matter from our perspective because if there was one person, the thrill is there for us because you are unlocking nuggets of information that are inaccessible to us because we have not the desire that you do. The desire that you do which has been created by your experience of this life and past lives and is coming forth through you now with the intelligence that you have and the education you have and the experience that you have, the ethnicity that you have, the where you've lived your lives, the culture, all these things are coming through because you came to physical reality with the intention to discover how this system works, who you are and how you serve. So you've come here to discover. You knew that coming in. Your inner self, with, along with you, set up all the conditions of your youth, all the experiences that you had, created this trajectory that would allow you to discover the answers to your questions. And so all you've been doing is acting on enough inspiration to dig up those because your desire is strong. And the desire of everyone who's listening to this now or at a later date is strong as well. When you come across information that resonates with you, you know it. You know it internally. It makes sense to you. It doesn't make sense to most people, but it makes sense to you. This could be brought forth in a more or less scientific way or a more or less ethereal way. But those of you who are listening to this now resonate with however it's being presented now because this is how you've asked for it. So all we're doing is presenting it in a way that you've asked for, but we're not doing anything to manipulate it to make it more palatable to those who might not get it right away because of whatever their ethnic background is or their society was what they were raised. You will notice that you are from all different societies, from all different backgrounds, from all different ages. Mm -hmm. And you're understanding this at your own specific level, but you're very similar in that understanding, all of you. You're putting into, into practice at different levels. You're acting on more or less inspiration because of your personal limiting beliefs and mental construct. But overall, you come together as this group who is at the leading edge of the leading edge of the leading edge of thoughts because you're all teachers and leaders. You recognize that this information is the missing link between the physical and the non-physical and that those living in fear cannot see what you see yet because they haven't had enough experience in the fear. 
But with your inspiration coming forward to share this information, you're becoming that hub that we spoke of earlier. That hub exists right now. You are discovering that hub and moving into that hub. And so the idea to go to India and to teach this information in whatever way that you choose will resonate with those who are ready and not with those who are not ready. Because you can imagine being brought up in one ideology and believing there's a separation between teacher and student or that there's a, even a need to learn at all will cause some to not resonate with this information because this information squarely states that there is no wrong anywhere in the universe, that all are equal, and that you have everything you need within you. You need not us. You need not a teacher. Until that time where you recognize all the information is coming through you, we're happy to oblige whatever questions that you are to ask, but you need us not whatsoever. When you come to understand that your mental construct is based on certain limiting beliefs that you adopted on purpose by design so that you could overcome those limiting beliefs to create a clear, truthful mental construct that is more based in love and acceptance, then you'll start to flow that information to you. You'll start to have certain talents and attributes and empathic abilities. And all of this, whether it is Bashar or Abraham or us or any other non-physical teacher, are all saying it in the way that the populace themselves are asking for. As you can well imagine, most people are not ready for what we teach yet. And so they enter in at a more general level by the masses, and then they play with that, and maybe they think more positive thoughts, and maybe they meditate, maybe they are expressing a little bit more love in their lives, but they're not ready to look at the bad and the wrong because they firmly believe that there's bad and wrong and imperfection. That idea of there is no wrong, there is nothing but perfection, is not an idea that many people are ready for. Yet you are, you all are. You could not be here otherwise. And while it's a radical idea, if you look at it, if you look at the whole system, it makes perfect sense. Someone shared something with Gary today, that if you looked at your blood under a microscope or your, the cells of your body, you would see a lot of chaos there, a lot of things eating bacteria and bacteria eating things and things going on and this sort of war that's going on within your body all creates the perfect system of your physical body. So as you zoom into the dimension of the cellular level, it's chaotic. As you zoom out into the perfect body that you have, it's easier to see. As you zoom out into the space and look at the solar system from a million miles away, it seems quiet and peaceful and perfect. As you zoom into the planet and see all the wars and the suffering and the discontentment, it seems chaotic. But this relates to everything is always working out and everything is evolving and everything is coming to this higher level of understanding. And you are a facilitator of that. All of you are in whatever way you choose. So what is the question that you were going to ask Bashar? Well, my question to him is all about blending and balancing. So my question to him is about, because his teachings are, you know, they have their own specialty. They're, they they have a lot more, you know, of the ET element and a, a lot of that. And my question to him was, how do we best blend and balance, you know, 
on a very simple level, our body, how do we balance our attention to our mind, our attention to our body, our attention to our emotions? And on a greater level, how do we balance the, how do we blend the, the, the non-physical higher elements of us and the, the, the earthy elements of us? And, and again, how do we blend kind of our, you know, I'm going into a culture where they, India is blending these ancient traditions, spiritual traditions with these modern um, vibrational teachings. So, you know, for me, everything these days is about blending and balancing. Every moment, it's, it's about that. On the grander scale, we would say that that is an evolutionary process. And then the masses are blending it as a whole. The community of humans on Earth are sifting and sorting and experimenting and playing and choosing and communicating and making decisions and moving in and out of positive and negative emotion and having attachments to outcomes and ideals and desires, all within the framework of a intention or a set of intentions they, they birth prior to their birth here. Yet they have no concept, most of them, of the physical and non-physical if you were to say to them, is there something after life? They would say, well, sure, there's heaven and hell, or there's nirvana or this thing, whatever their teachings are, but it's not here on earth. And we would say, how do you blend that, the non-physical, with the physical while physical? Because while you're non-physical, there is no separation. All that exists in the physical is the illusion of separation. I am me, separate from you, separate from that. And in the non-physical, I am one with all that is. So how do you balance the illusion that you know to be true? You know the illusion from your perspective of a human. You know it to be true, yet it's false. The illusion is you're separate. The illusion is you're not the toaster oven behind you. The illusion is that you're not your best friend. The illusion is you're not your car. Mm -hmm. The illusion is you're not your student and your student is not you as the teacher. In the non-physical, it's all that is. It's all one. And as you begin to intellectually blend these two concepts together, you'll receive sparks of clarity. It'll start to make sense to you. Moving out of the illusion doesn't mean you have to just drop everything you know and start living in this bizarre manner. It means, how would that be possible? How is it that the student is not separate from the teacher? That the student is the teacher and that the teacher is the student? Well, one way you could look at that is saying, well, I realize that when I endeavor to share this information or to teach this information, with someone new, I can see it from their perspective. And I see all new kinds of ideas that are coming. The more I teach, the more I learn. Mm -hmm. You see how the student and the teacher are blended because without one, they have no way of learning without the other. The teacher learns through teaching. The student learns through the teacher. And it's all one way of evolving that which is to be taught or learned. And every aspect of reality has this. Every aspect of reality. There's the illusion of separation, but when you dive into it and you say, how is this not separate at all? How am I 
more like my friend or how am I less like my friend or how mm. am I not able to know myself without my friend? Mm. And with this relationship, I get to learn more about myself on my journey of self-discovery than if I had not the friend. Blend all that together and then you realize that this entire reality is you. And within this reality then, you have absolute freedom to do whatever you're inspired to do. Not what you want to do necessarily, but what you're inspired to do. To do yeah. Because the inspiration is the only thing that matters in the moment. Not the and choice. everything else is just a distraction. The entire reality is you, and you have a relationship to each thing in your reality, and without their relationship, you could not know you. So the car you choose, the job you choose, the friends you choose, the lover you choose, the place to live you choose, that's all you reflecting back on you so you can know yourself even better. And once you know that's all you, then you can send love to all aspects of that reality become that reality and within that you have freedom to do anything and joshua just one last question um if i'm creating a an outline for a workshop if i'm i know everything is inspired and i i just play with pieces until it makes sense or or it you know it it all falls into place but if i'm creating an outline to to the people that i'm doing the workshop for is there when it comes to structure i just feel like i i you know, there's so much that I, I'm not sure how to structure it. Well, you have this background in formal education. Yes. And you've adopted the belief that there should be some sort of structure. Yeah. Well, for them, because I have to send them an outline. I have to say, we're going to talk about this, 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 and this, or do these exercises, or... And you want to do this before it's even created. I have to send them something. They, they're well, asking. What we would say is, get yourself out of the way. Okay. Sit down and just write whatever comes to you. Okay. Spend an hour just writing and writing and writing and writing and writing and writing and writing. And if there is not a specific outline in that, then you can look at that and you can figure out the outline. Because you don't have to do this. This is not being done by you. It's being done through you. You are becoming the vessel by which source will teach this to those mm -hmm. who are asking for the teachings. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. Who's next? Hi, Joshua. I have a question. I did the limiting beliefs exercise on something that has came up as a connection with my therapist and I, and I still experiencing a significant amount of resistance and it's very frustrating in essence what it is is just a relationship that I'm in when I perceive a communication or lack thereof as withholding it triggers back to when my parents would incidentally do it not knowing so which they were doing it while I was experiencing some sexual abuse as a child and so it created this feeling of unworthiness for me um, this is the first time I've been able to talk about it in 24 hours without sobbing. So I'm glad for that. But I did a bunch of journaling. I did the limiting beliefs exercise and I still have this resistance and I just want to be free of it. I want to deactivate this so that I can, you know, be free in the world to not just be activated by this all the time. Excellent. So you want something specific out of this. And that's what we would call something you think you want. You want to have an end to the negative emotion that pops up whenever this is activated within you. 
Yeah. So if you could just get rid of that limiting belief, then it, you would never feel that negative emotion. But you're here to feel the emotion. You're fear, here to go on a journey of discovery. This is part of your journey of discovery. You don't want to snap your fingers and get rid of that limiting belief or th that negative emotion because those will be useful in the future. The system, your inner self, source itself, does not create a physical reality that works that way. You're on a journey of self-discovery to discover that you've never been the victim. But to know you've never been the victim means you have to know that you were the victim at some point. Now, when we say victim, all we're saying is you believe wholeheartedly with every fiber of your being that people can make you feel something. If they do something to you, you know you'll feel negative emotion. If they do something for you, you know you'll feel positive emotion. Yet they cannot make you feel anything, and that's where the disconnect is. You still believe they can make you feel something. That's never been true. You're the creator of your reality. You choose how you feel. So events come along to say, hey, you've got this limiting belief here. You're where you are in this moment, at whatever age you are in this moment, whatever experiences you've had in this lifetime, whatever intentions you set prior to your birth, whatever you're here to discover, however you're here to serve, you have to come through this experience, in your case, where you perceive something happened to you, and if that thing did not happen to you, you would have been better off. And we're saying that thing had to happen to you, you chose it, you created it, you asked for it, you experienced it, and you created a trajectory from that experience that led you on your journey of self-discovery to be here now and to do, learn all the things you've learned in this life, while most people have not done that. You are an elevated or on a advanced journey of self-discovery because you're ready for it. And so you, you set up this life that you say, oh, I'd never choose that if I could create my own reality. And we say, yes, you would. It's like saying, all right, I want to go into college and I want to choose law and I'm going to take these courses. And then you get in the courses and you say, well, this is harder than I thought it was. Are you going to quit? You could, but you realize that at the end of this, you'll have a degree. Well, the same thing is true with this life. At the end of this, you'll have all the benefit of all the experiences you had in this life. And when you return to the non-physical, you'll know, oh, it's amazing. I was so confused. I thought I was the victim this whole time, and I was so close to learning the truth. Well, what if you did learn the truth while you were in physical reality? What if you did learn the truth? Well, what would happen then? Well, then your soul's purpose would be activated. You know exactly how you serve and you'd live in absolute joy and satisfaction for the rest of your life. You'd also set up the next life, by the way, because you've broken the cycle of victimhood after all those years, realizing you were never victim, victim, you were always a creator and you created these situations. You don't want the limiting beliefs to go away. You want to go through a process where you come to discover that you were never a victim. And without those living beliefs and the intense emotion that you and everyone here feels more so than the general population, without that strong emotion, you wouldn't be driven to information like this and other information that would help you discover that you are the creator of your reality. So I am the creator of my reality. I've always been the creator of my reality. And I've chosen courses prior to my birth that once I got in that course, I didn't like it. It was too hard. And I wish I never took that course. But that course was a prerequisite for every single thing you really want. And so when you've discovered, 
when that epiphany happens, you discover who you are, and you realize that you set this up, and that all the people who played a part, your parents and everyone else involved, played their part beautifully, you'll send appreciation and gratitude to those people for the role that they played in that event. Because you want nothing more in life than to discover who you truly are. And you are well along that journey. So you do a manifestation event form, and that peels away a little bit of it. Peels away the outer layer of misunderstanding. It adds a little bit of information to the limiting belief. So the limiting belief becomes a little bit more empowering. That's the work. Then you do it again. Something else happens, you do it again. Something else happens, you do it again. And you discover it and discover it and discover it and discover it and discover it. And then you realize that this is your greatest asset, your greatest superpower. Is this thing that you're afraid of and this thing that you think needs to be different and this thing that you might think is wrong with you and this thing that you wish never happened is the best thing that ever happened is the greatest gift that you ever gave yourself. That's not going to happen, especially if, if the emotions are intense overnight. It's a process, but that's what you're here for. You're here for that journey. That's the satisfying part of being human, for that journey. So there's never anything wrong with the other people who are triggering this emotion. And there's nothing wrong with you for feeling the emotion. That's just how it's been set up. That event that you were crying about caused you to ask this question. And this question now, like spokes of a wheel, shoots out over the entire planet to anyone who's listening and then to all the people that they know and to the mass consciousness. So now that you've asked this question and we've provided an answer, in some form that is now contained within the consciousness of humanity available for anyone who can find it, who can raise to that vibration. In every single thing you do, whether it's a career or a relationship or working on limiting beliefs or a journey of self-discovery, realize it's the process you want. This is what makes life worth living, the process. Not the easy, quick fix. You don't want that because that'll never really shape your mental construct enough. You want the day-by-day-by-day experience of life. You want to realize what you're hiding away from, why you're disconnecting, why some parts of your life are working perfectly and other parts are not working so well. You want to lean into all of it, even the stuff that gives you fear. You want to be courageous because this is who you truly are. Hiding out in fear, well, that's just a side effect of perceiving yourself as a victim. Those who hide out in fear are just believing they're victims. Those who are getting chronic illnesses are just believing them are victim. You'll notice the older people get, the more they tend to stay indoors and stay away from people. Those who are out there, who are leaning into things, who are trying things new, or acting on more inspiration, are putting themselves up against the possibility of negative emotion. But they change the way they think about negative emotion. Negative emotion is not negative, it's actually just emotion. And positive emotion is not positive, it's just emotion. And those living in duality as victims will label everything good, bad, right, wrong. When you get to a state of neutrality, realizing that you're here on an experience, on a journey, and nothing has to be different than it is. You can accept it all in the moment. You can accept your past, you can accept your present, you can accept your future. You can accept it all. 
You can accept every other person. You can fully accept yourself. You can accept these thoughts that come in. You can accept your emotions that come in. You can accept it all as a feeling reality. All you're ever doing is feeling something. Nothing else is going on here. You're just feeling something. You want to feel good, but that good is based in duality. You don't really want to feel good. You want to feel. That's all you want to do. You don't really want to do. You want to be. If you have to do everything, then you have to do it on your own. If you be, then you receive the inspiration, take the little action, and create miracles out of that. And then you become this example. That's who you are. The one who overcame this obstacle that she created in her life to share with others how it was done. Oh, I tried this and I tried this and I just, all I was trying to do is get rid of that feeling, get rid of that emotion, get rid of this thing that triggers me all the time. I was just trying to get rid of it, trying to get rid of it. And then I discovered I created it. So now I'm going to lean into it. And when I leaned into it, I discovered why I created it in the first place. That was my superpower. And that's what I'm here to share. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to clarify, Joshua knows this and Gary knows this, but for anybody else, I went on a journey of addiction and then recovery and I just took an 11 year trip last week because I was trying to get rid of those negative emotions, obviously, and, and trying to deal with it through substance use. And one thing that's been really predominant in my experience right now is detaching meaning from stuff like that, negative or positive. And so for you to highlight that is really meaningful for me, which I will try to detach meaning from. <laughs> But thank you so much, Joshua. I appreciate it. Excellent. Who's next? Um, Joshua, I had a question about uh, uh, also detaching from uh, or or understanding the balance between the desire of having some, you know, in my case, a mate, and then allowing for the patience and also balancing that out with inspired action. (laughs) If that makes sense. So you have this desire. It could be for anything. In your case, it's a mate, but it could be for a new house or it could be for a new job or it could be for better health. It could be for anything. Something is lacking. The experience of lack causes you to birth a desire. Wonderful. Because the desire is here, you will take some action towards that desire. Now that action generally is, I lack something And I want something, so I'm going to have to push past an effort and struggle to get this thing. So I'm going to have to take some action that I don't really want to take, but I'm going to take it anyway to get this thing. So this thing, this desire, we call now an ideal. The lack of it creates the birthing of a desire. And in your mind, your imagination, you form this ideal. What would I feel like if this ideal was manifested in my life? This is the kind of person I want. This is how tall he is, how short he is, how rich he is, how famous he is, how inspiring he is, how confident he is, all these attributes. And you can't find that anywhere. And then someone comes who sort of looks like that, and then you're like, oh, that might be it. And so you push past fear and you go, and all of this is expansive. So it's all wonderful, but it's all based in fear. And it's all based in trying to chase that carrot on the end of the stick. You can't get it because it's not real. You made it up out of fear. 
So it's an illusion. That ideal is an illusion. You could right now, in the space of about 24 hours, find a thousand people who would love you easily. But they're not good enough. That doesn't mean that the ideal. That's not the ideal. That, I can't do that. I can't, ugh, not that person, ugh, not that person. Anyone who loves me can't be good enough for me because why would they love me? I want this person up here on this pedestal. Now, if they loved me, I'd feel good. I'd feel worthy of love. This spectacular dreamboat I have in my mind, this prince, if that prince didn't care about anyone else in the world and only cared about me, then I would feel what I want to feel and what I want to feel is worthy. And that's why lack of worthiness creates all these desires to make you feel worthy. I want to be successful. I want to be rich. I want to be famous. I want to be loved. I want to be adored. I want to have all these friends. I want to have all this stuff to make me feel worthy. That's wonderful because you go on all these adventures and all these things that you would not normally do, chasing this ideal so that you could one day feel worthy. Now, what would happen if you just felt worthy? You wouldn't do any of that. You would simply get the inspiration. Would the inspiration be for a relationship? Maybe not yet. Maybe not yet, because maybe the inspiration is to go on this journey of self-discovery to discover who you truly are, to raise that vibration to see yourself as more worthy and more worthy. And then when you're ready, when you're really feeling worthy, someone comes through the door that you would never in a million years thought was the one. And they are a match to your worthiness. Because if you found this guy up here who you thought was the one, but really was a match to your, your feelings of unworthiness, they feel unworthy, you feel unworthy, they make you feel unworthy, you make them feel unworthy, you fight, you scream, you argue, nobody gets what they want. It's a disaster. Do you see any of this going around with your friends in society? Maybe there's a famous trial that was just on that illustrates this perfectly. That woman's gonna make me feel worthy. That man's gonna make me feel worthy. Get into this relationship, at first you're using it as an excuse to feel worthy, everything's great, everyone feels worthy. This guy's great. He chose me, I must be great. And then you find out that no one's great, that everyone feels unworthy. And then you fight and you battle and how come you don't treat me the way you should? You should be nicer to me, you should love me. How come this, how come that? And there's just a battle. If you came to this level of understanding, my only intention is to discover who I am. And everything that I need on that journey of self-discovery will fit into place while I'm on my inspired path. I don't need to rush it because it'll come when I'm a vibrational match to it. So I have to go through certain experiences, come to certain aha moments, raise my vibration by perceiving myself as more worthy, more good, more valid myself, and then let whatever comes in as a reflection of that. So I know exactly how I'm feeling about myself by what's happening in my reality. I don't feel worthy of relationship. I yearn for relationship but there really isn't one here. I get little snippets, little snippets, doesn't seem to work, doesn't seem to work, seems good for a little bit, then something happens. That's how you see yourself. Your entire reality is just a reflection of how you see yourself. That whole reality is you. It is you. You think it's lacking in things, but it's full and complete and it's you. So it is 
magnificent, limitless, pure love. That entire reality, you just can't see it yet. So what does that imply? It implies that your perception of reality is based in a flawed premise of victimhood and imperfection. You see yourself as imperfect, not having a mate. Something's missing. Something should be there that's not. That's not true. How your life is right now, exactly as it is, is perfect for you at this stage of your journey of self-discovery. If you could change any of it, which people do, they try to control and change the conditions, they act on urges, you're going to go off on a detour, on a tangent. So let's say that you're on a journey of self-discovery. You realize this because you're in the boot camp, you're paying attention to these teachings, you've just started becoming aware that what you really want is this journey of self-discovery. And so you say to yourself, nothing matters. Everything is perfect right now. Everything is exactly how it should be right now for where I am on this journey. Every day of my life, I'm going to think about who I truly am, see everything from the higher perspective, change my beliefs about what is right and wrong, become as neutral as possible, and notice the experiences come in and how I feel about them, what emotions that they bring up. And am I reacting to things and believing that they're causing these emotions or can I really detach from that and realize that I'm choosing the emotion based on how I perceive the event? So I'm gonna change my per entire perception of my reality and my entire approach to life. And then you'll notice, okay, new friends come in. Okay, now that new friend there, what are they reflecting back to me? I am feeling so close to this person and so excited about them and so getting so much inspiration and having so much fun with them. Oh, it's reflecting back to me that at this stage, I'm worthy of that friend. What else comes? Oh, this interesting idea that I never thought of before. Maybe I'll write a little bit about it. Maybe I'll share it with my friends. I am worthy of this new idea that's coming just to me. Maybe you see numbers in the line all day long. One, 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 two, 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 three, two, three. Oh, I'm worthy of receiving inspiration, turning my head and noticing the number just at the right time. Oh, okay. That's indication that I'm raising my vibration. Indication that I'm seeing myself in a more true sense than I ever did before. I'm moving along this journey and I'm elevating my perception of myself. I'm raising my vibration and these things are starting to happen. But what about the mate? Okay, I'm not ready for the mate yet. That's okay. If the mate came now before I was ready, I would not be happy with the person that resonates with me on this vibration. Why not wait six months, move that vibration up and attract from that platform? Of course, of course, that all makes sense. That all makes sense. All this is, is this inner work that I'm doing because I came here to discover who I am. And once I discover who I am, then I can be of service to everyone else. That is the joy for me. And guess what? Living that approach to life, you will receive every single thing you want that you truly want. And every single thing that you think you want, if it benefits your journey of self-discovery, it will come too. If it does not benefit your journey of self-discovery, you do not want it. And so you can say, well, how come the mate hasn't come? Because it doesn't benefit your journey of self-discovery yet. But when it does, it will. And that's when you will have the most satisfying relationship you've, beyond anything you could ever believe. Thank you. We have time for one silly question. Who's got the silliest question they can think <laughs> of? 
Someone's All right, John, I'll go. Christy. <laughs> um, the last 24 hours, I've gone on a little journey, something that I've never really experienced before. Um, started yesterday with um, just a little inspiration that Gary sent to me, and I played with the idea and had a lot of fun with it. And as I did, I noticed that I started feeling an attachment to some of these gifts or abilities that I'm starting to discover or thaw out is the first time I'd ever felt attached to them in any, any real way. It's always just been there and fun. If it never came back again, I was okay. So I played with that, did a meditation, just sat with that, tried to release that attachment. When I woke up this morning, um, I woke up with this overwhelming sense of like self-loathing, like I hate myself. It's something I've never, I mean, it was deep and I've never felt it before. And rather than reaching for the toolbox, you know, and trying to get out of it, make it go away, I, I had the inspiration to just sit with it and let it, let it come up and just feel it all day. And the longer that I did, the more of a sense I had that while it was deeply personal, it was also bigger than that. It felt like it was reaching out like across the planet. And at the same time, it felt like that it felt hollow. Like if I could yell into it, it would echo this feeling. And um, I haven't, I haven't gotten anywhere with it. I'm just, I've just been sitting with it and I haven't really gotten any sense of, you know, what it is and, and where it's going. So your silly question is about <laughs> intense self-loathing. Yeah. Yeah. So think about the entire 24 hours. You received this inspiring email. Mm -hmm. It got you thinking. You place yourself in comparison to the others who would be involved in this event or this structure. And you said, well, the only reason I'm invited into this thing is because I have this ability that I have. What if that ability goes away? What if I can't do anything with it? What if I don't want to do anything with it? Blah, 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 blah. All these self-doubts come flushing back into you. What if it doesn't work? Blah. Everyone's counting on me. Everyone's lying to me. Uh, <laughs> and that is a snippet, a tiny snippet of what every other human feels desperately on earth today. Mm. I am only valuable in the context of this job, of this relationship, of the society, and mm -hmm. if I'm not valuable, I'm cast out. They will not include me. Mm -hmm. And so I must do everything I can to be valuable. But to be valuable means that I have to be not who I am. I have to adopt a false persona. I have to do not what I want. I have to do something I do not want to do. I have to effort and struggle and conform, conform, conform. Otherwise, I'll be cast out. So if you look at the grand scheme of things and the 8 billion people that are on the planet, and every one of them feels this to a greater or lesser extent because of the structure of society itself. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. your part in that, in the cleansing and the evolution of this from a society based in intense self-loathing and fear to a society based in absolute self-love and acceptance, your part in that is more valuable than you can possibly imagine. And that sounds daunting. <laughs> it's just little old me. 
who am I to change the world? Mm. Who am I to move the mass consciousness of an entire planet from fear to love? It's not possible for me. It is way too much. I'd rather just go back to my old life and do those old things. Mm. I don't want this responsibility. And those of you who are on this call now, this is what you're thinking in some terms. But you don't have to worry about that because it isn't you who's doing it. You're just being the vessel of source energy and consciousness flowing through you. That's all you are. You've become an open vessel. And all that is is joy and satisfaction <laughs> because you've opted out of the self-loathing of the planet. And he said, I am here as a conduit of love and I am pouring love into this reality like a fireman with a fire hose. Full on, just like not to solve any problems, not to change anything, but because the more that that love comes through me, the more satisfaction and joy I feel. It's fun. It's mm -hmm. interesting. It's exciting. People are talking about it. It's amazing. You can see yourself on stage. You can see yourself interacting. You can see the benefit that it offers one-to-one. -one. But when you zoom in and you have, try to save the whole planet at one time, <laughs> you try to fit in with a group of other superheroes building this alliance to alter the construct of the planet, that's not the purpose of it. The purpose of it is to share ideas and be of support and have fun and hold events and interact with each other and share things they've learned. That's all that is. And you are part of that group, mm -hmm. just as anyone else who wants to be a part of that group is. But there's no responsibility because that's the old approach to life. Right. In order for me to be valuable, I have to act a certain way and do these certain things. Otherwise, I'll be ostracized from the community. And that's what everyone else is thinking. That's where the loathing comes from. And so you tapped into the emotion or the feeling that is at the base of every human existence right now at some form. Mm -hmm. And all of those people are going to set themselves free. You're not going to set anyone free. They're going to act on enough inspiration to bump up against you. You're going to receive inspiration that will be a benefit to them, but they could not be there if they hadn't done the work to raise their vibration to come onto a level to meet you or Gary or anyone else. Mm -hmm. They have to do it themselves. They have to allow their belief systems to be altered enough to receive what you have to say. And you'll see that. You'll see it easily. And you won't need to worry about anyone else who can't do it because they're still on their journey of self-discovery at that lower levels of fear, learning about what love is not, learning about who they are not, learning about the illusion and buying into the illusion until they come to a point where they choose to opt out of that illusion, push past great fear, sacrifice everything, give up everything to go on a new journey of self-discovery. And, and you are here because the world is ready for you. The only question you have to ask, are you ready for the world? <laughs>
Excellent question. <laughs> We've enjoyed this communication with you intensely with all of you. You are all teachers. You're in the family of teachers. You're all receiving inspiration. You all have a soul's purpose that's yearning to come out. That soul's purpose will be discovered as you travel along your inspired path to discover who you truly are. There's no rush. There's nothing you have to do. You'll notice that your natural interest and your curiosity will lead you to the right word, to the right time. You will want to not push past fear to act on inspiration. And all we say is look at the fear, it's an illusion. Look at that fear. If you're getting the inspiration, there's something you can do in the moment. Something you can say yes to. Something you can say, I have my doubts, but I'm going to do it anyway. It will be for your benefit and for your growth and for the benefit of all. And with that, we are complete. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Fabulous. Thank Thanks, you. everyone. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Thank you so much. So that episode really highlighted what happens when you raise your vibration. And to raise your vibration, you have to push past fear and take some inspired action. The inspired action that you can take now is to join us in the Ascension Experience. You can check that out at theteachingsofjoshua.com. You can schedule a call for me and I'll explain the whole thing to you and I'll explain more about where you are in your journey. I'll have a connection to your inner self and I'll be able to see where you are and to explain uh, what's going on in your life right now. It's very interesting. I'll explain what's happened in your past and how that's led you here. So those calls are really fun for me and fun for everyone who does them. Uh, you can send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you a link to my calendar. We can go from there. Um, and of course, there's a lot of free stuff on the website and there's free meditations you can download. If you're not meditating now, that's really the best place to start. Once you start meditating, you'll start to get a lot of strong inspiration and you really understand your thoughts more. So I um, thank you for all you do to support us, to share this podcast with your friends and post on Facebook and leave us a review and like, subscribe and all that stuff. Thanks for being here and we'll see you next time. Bye.